It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On MLB Fantasy Minute is presented by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the most fun I've had playing daily fantasy baseball and winning up to 25 times my money. Download the app today and use the code Locked On MLB for a first deposit match up to $100. Exploring my skills on Prize Picks this season adds an extra layer of excitement to daily fantasy sports. With just a few taps, you can transform $10 into $1,000 if you've got the skills. Prize Picks is incredibly user friendly. I can make my selections and submit my entry in less than 60 seconds. As the host of Locked On Fantasy Baseball, here are some rock solid picks. Opt for Shohei Otani to have less than 38.5 home runs this season. Opt for Bobby Miller to have higher than 150.5 strikeouts this season. And for Bryce Harper to have higher than 97.5 ribbies this season. Download the app today and use the code LOCKEDONMLB for first deposit match up to $100. Again, download the app today. Use the code LOCKEDONMLB for first deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. The Atlanta Braves come to town giving the first-place Cincinnati Reds a major test. I'll tell you why maintaining the winning streak is not the top priority this weekend. We'll get into all of that on today's Locked on Reds. Let's go. You are Locked on Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Reds. Thanks for making Locked On Reds your first listen of the day. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, and we are free and available on all podcasting platforms. I'm your host, Stephen Offenbaker, and I am a diehard baseball fan. I have a passion for the Cincinnati Reds. I have taken my love of the game, my passion for baseball, and I've turned that passion into information for you. We want to thank those of you who listen to the show every day. If you are an everydayer, let us know in the comment section or hit us up on Twitter. Let's talk some baseball because we love talking baseball with you. On today's podcast, we are going to take a look at this upcoming Brave series that gets underway tonight out at Great American Ballpark. I hear it is almost a sellout out at the ball yard. It's going to be a great weekend of baseball down at GABP. Uh, we're going to dig into all aspects of that. Graham Ashcraft is coming back on Saturday. We'll talk about what we can reasonably expect in his return to the diamond. And we're also going to talk about the all-star voting. That's right. Major League Baseball released the first round of voting. Uh, we moved on to the second phase and we will tell you who was selected from your Cincinnati Reds. Spoiler alert, nobody. And we'll get into all of that and who could be a reasonable all-star selection coming up. Before we get into all of those fun topics, I want to shout out the sponsor of today's podcast, FanDuel. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. All right. Listen, folks, I know this is going to blow your mind, but to me, the winning streak that the Reds are currently on, this 11-game winning streak, really doesn't matter. I'm just as excited as anyone else when it comes to the 11-game winning streak that these Reds are on. It would be great to see them get to 12, 13, 14, maybe even 15, and set the new franchise record. It would be awesome. But that shouldn't be the focus, and it really shouldn't be considered all that probable to happen either. Uh, just ask yourself, when was the last time the Reds won 11 games in a row? 
It was during the 1940 season. It has been a long time since the Reds have put together this large of a winning streak. Uh, you know, I mentioned that it would be nice to see them to get to 15. That would set a new franchise record. Current franchise record is 14 for the longest winning streak. And that was set in 1899. Yes, I said 1899. It was set a long, long time ago. Winning streaks should not be the focus of baseball. The focus of this this weekend and this series and really uh, every series moving forward is a simple one. Don't get swept and take it one game at a time. Uh, we want the Reds to win each series. Take two of three. Take three of four. Worst case scenario in a four-game set, get out of there with a split. Baseball does not lend itself to these types of winning streaks. I think we've been spoiled largely by the National Football League, where uh, it is a goal of a season to go undefeated. Uh, everybody wants to be the next incarnation of the 1972 Miami Dolphins. Everyone wants to have that perfect season with no losses beginning to end. That's not how it works in baseball. Now, I know the very first iteration of the Cincinnati Professional Sports Baseball went undefeated in their very first year, but that's because nobody had professional teams. They were playing against pickup teams. That doesn't count. It's before the modern era. Modern baseball has not had an undefeated team, and it never will. It's just not something that happens. So I don't want to get too caught up in this winning streak, and I also don't want everybody to be – too disappointed when it comes to an end. It doesn't mean that, oh, look, the Reds are going back to their same old, same old. It doesn't mean that they're crashing back to earth. None of that is true. Uh, truth be told, this month, the Reds are running into a buzzsaw. They're playing some really good baseball teams. They've got the Braves this weekend. They're going to travel to Baltimore. They got a bunch of games against the Milwaukee Brewers. They're going to be playing the Dodgers again. They're going to be playing the Arizona Diamondbacks a lot over the next six weeks. There's a lot of good baseball teams that these Reds are going to face, and they're not going to sweep every series. Truth be told, they're probably not going to win every series. But what they have to do is not get swept in the series that they are going to lose. And they have to try and win a majority of these series. If they do that, they're in a division that's going to allow them to win. Uh, the focus for this weekend should be to continue to try and, and rack up the wins. And can, can the Reds win two of three against the Braves? I think they can. Uh, problem is Luke Weaver is starting on Friday for the Reds. He's going against a tough Braves team that is 47 and 26 and is in first place in the National League East. They have a six game lead in the East. As a matter of fact, the Braves are really, really good. Weaver, not so much. In his last three starts, Weaver has given up 15 runs. He struck out eight while walking eight, and that's in 13 and a thirds inning pitched. Uh, that's not a good strikeout to walks ratio. He's walking far too many guys considering how many he's striking out, considering how he has performed. You can't, you can't give the free passes. We've talked about this time and time again that walks will haunt. You know, our good friend, friend of the show, Cam Miller, loves to post that gif of walks will haunt from the old scoreboard. Uh, when it happens. And it, it's just very, very true. Uh, walking eight in 13, that is not going to get it done against the likes of Ronald Acuna Jr. and Matt Olson. The Braves currently have eight players on their active roster with an OPS plus of 100 or more or league average or better. Uh, of those eight, Acuna Jr. leads the way. He's got a 155 OPS plus. He's playing right now 55% above league average. He's followed by Sean Murphy at 143, so 43% above league average. And then rounding that out is Orlando 
uh, Arcia, Arkea. Ah, boy, I'm bad with names today, guys. He's got one, uh, 137, brave shortstop, 137 OPS plus, 37% above league average. You know, the real keys for the Reds to steal a win tonight, uh, they're going to need to score early and they're going to need to score often against rookie AJ Smith Shawver. That's AJ Smith Shawver. Smith Shawver is making just his third big league start. The rookie has had some early success. He's 1-0 in two starts with 11 strikeouts and four walks in 13 and third innings pitched. But he, the, the Reds have a lot of strong lefties that they can put up against him. This, this is a prime opportunity to load the lineup with left-handers. They need big games from Joey Votto. Big games from Jake Fraley, Ellie De La Cruz, TJ Friedel, and Will Benson. All of those guys are going to have to perform well against this rookie in order to give the Reds an opportunity to come out of Friday night's game with a win. Uh, I would also like to see David Bell start Nick Senzel at DH. He's absolutely murdered left-handed pitching this year. He's hitting a slash line of 447, 490, 702 against left-handed pitching. He's just absolutely killing those guys. And I can't think of a better lineup than to have him in there as DH and then an outfield of Fraley, Friedel, and Benson. That is, I think, the best way to try to get at these Braves early, uh, overcome any deficiencies that I guess Luke Weaver may put up. If those lefties jump on smith Shaver, the Reds have a chance to take the opener and extend the winning streak to 12. All right, coming up, I'll get you set for the return of one of the big three to the rotation. We'll talk Graham Ashcraft coming up right after this. Today's episode is sponsored and brought to you in part by FanDuel. FanDuel is the number one sports book in America. Baseball season is in full swing, and there's no better place to get in on the action than over at FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because right now, new customers get a no-sweat first bet of up to $1,000. That's up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to join today. You're heading over to FanDuel. I would highly recommend building yourself a nice little parlay with all of the lefties in the Reds lineup. Get yourself a three-leg parlay for Joey Votto, Jake Fraley, and Will Benson to all get hits. I think that is the safe way to go uh, because facing a rookie pitcher, I think Joey Votto is going to feast. Will Benson has been incredible over the last three, four weeks, and Jake Fraley just, well, continues to rake. So build yourself a parlay over at FanDuel.com. You can get $1,000 back in your first bet. So just uh, head to FanDuel.com slash locked on to join today. Don't miss your chance to snag a no sweat first bet of up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. FanDuel is an official partner of Major League Baseball. New game day shirt. Boom. Cash back. Food for the tailgate. Boom, cash back. Even buying around can earn you cash back when you use your debit card. And yes, we said debit card. With Discover Cashback Debit, everyone can earn cash back on everyday purchases. In sports, it's hard to predict who's taking the win, but you know what's guaranteed to win? Discover Cashback Debit. Did I mention there are no fees, period? This one is a real game changer. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. The Reds and the Braves kick off a three-game set tonight at Great American Ballpark with the first pitch scheduled for 6.40 p.m. Eastern time. If you can't be at the ballpark, you can catch every pitch of the Reds' hometown broadcast 
with the Sirius XM radio on the SXM app. Just download the SXM app and search the word Reds. Thanks, as always, for making Locked on Reds your first listen every day. Every day is on the next podcast. On Monday, we are going to break down this weekend series with the Braves, and Jeff and I will get you set for the Reds' road trip to Baltimore. All right, for Saturday's game against the Atlanta Braves, the Reds are going to activate Graham Ashcraft to start. One of the big three is going back into the rotation. Uh, He will be taking on Braves left-handed Jared Schuster. You know, it's good to have one of the big three back in the rotation. If you had told me at the beginning of the season that the Reds would have Hunter Green, Nick Lodolo, and Graham Ashcraft on the injured list all at the same time, but would still be in first place in the National League Central, I would have told you that you are crazy because that is a lot to overcome. We really were counting on those three guys to be the the you know, the workhorses to be the guys that really dug in and led the way for the Reds. And it just hasn't been the case where we thought starting pitching was going to be the the number one thing the Reds had going for him. Hasn't worked out that way. So Graham Ashcraft is going to be coming back. Now, look, he's made 13 starts this year. In his 13 starts, he's three and five with a 6.78 ERA. That's 65 innings pitched. He struck out 50 while walking 30. His FIP says he's been a little bit unlucky. His FIP is 5.11 compared to his 6.78 ERA. Uh, you know, it's it's just – I'm a little frustrated with what has happened with Graham Ashcraft because it's really been a tale of two Graham Ashcrafts because his first five starts of the season, if we go all the way back to April 2nd when he made his first start of 2023, he went seven innings in his first start allowing just one run in those seven innings. First five starts, he went seven innings, six innings, six innings, five innings, and six innings. In those games, allowed one earned run, two earned runs, zero earned runs, two earned runs, and two earned runs. He was fantastic those first five starts. Absolutely amazing. You know, you have to ask yourself, what is it that changed for Graham Ashcraft? It's hard to really pinpoint and say if what has been wrong with him his last five starts or so really has been impacted by uh, the loss he suffered in his family. We all saw that Graham Ashcraft's grandmother died, and since that happened, he's not been right. He's really been a different pitcher since going on the bereavement list. If you look at his last five starts compared to those first five starts that I just rattled off to you, they've not been great. We can go back five, and he's not made it further than five innings. So, you know, he opened the season going seven. But in his last five starts, he's not pitched more than five innings. In fact, his last start, 2.2 innings. I know he got the the line drive off of his leg in that start, but he had already given up three runs. In his last five starts, counting backwards, he gave up three runs. He gave up 10 runs on June 3rd against Milwaukee. He gave up another three runs against Chicago on May 28th. He gave up seven runs against St. Louis on May 23rd. He gave up another seven runs against Colorado on May 17th. And he gave up three earned runs, four total runs, on May 12th against Miami. It has not been good at all. We've watched his ERA balloon. We've watched the number of walks per game balloon. We watch his strikeouts per game crater. It's just, it's not been great. But if the Reds are going to be successful, if they're going to get back into uh uh some semblance of a solid rotation, it's gonna start with this return of Graham Ashcraft. When he went on the injured list, he had said the the day of the line drive that hit him in the leg, 
he said in the post game he wasn't going to miss a start. He wasn't hurt. It didn't really affect him at all as far as his pitching goes. It was more about running and moving around. And then the very next day, the Reds placed him on the 15-day injured list. You know, Jeff and I have speculated, was this the Reds' way of shutting him down a little bit, hoping that he clears his mind, has the ability to unplug a little bit, look at some film, figure out what's been going on, what's working and what's not, and then come back regrouped and solid. And I really hope that that's the case. That's really what we need from Graham Ashcraft, because if he can come back and be that guy that he was in those first five starts, it's going to go a long way in helping the Reds maintain this division lead. I fully expect that somewhere along the way before the trade deadline, Milwaukee is going to start to dismantle things, especially if they're not leading the division. Uh, I've been saying that from the beginning of the season. It looks like it's time to blow things up in Milwaukee. That is a good thing for the Reds because I don't think Pittsburgh is quite ready for prime time. They've lost 10 games in a row. And while they're not going to trade pieces away, they're going to be a good team for a lot of years, beginning probably next year. I don't think that today's their year. So for the Reds, they need to be able to have a solid rotation because if you have a healthy rotation, we talked about this earlier in the week. If, if everything goes according to plan, the Reds rotation by September should be Hunter Green, Nick Lodolo, Graham Ashcraft, Connor Phillips, and Andrew Abbott. That is an amazing rotation for the second half of the season to get through the dog days of summer. And that really puts them in position to win the National League Central. And then you get to the postseason and you're looking where you need three, maybe four starters. A three-game series with Lodolo, Green, and Ashcraft all pitching well. The Reds win that. They can win their first playoff series in some of y'all's lifetime. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. But it all starts with Graham Ashcraft getting things going. Can he? Yes. Will he? We don't know. And I don't think that we can put our finger on exactly what's gone wrong. I, I just, I really truly hope that he's been able to step back and unplug and clear his mind. Uh, you know, Jake Fraley really was open and talked a lot last season about how when he was sent down to the minor leagues, not only did he work on his physical game and getting stronger and playing better, but he really worked on the mental aspect, aspect of the game and sought help to really help deal with struggles he was having, things that were going on, and really dial in his mental health as well as his physical health. Uh, I hope that Graham Ashcraft has taken this opportunity to do the same thing because the Reds really, truly need him in order to continue to hold on to this division lead. Uh, one thing's for sure, a good Graham Ashcraft goes a long way to keeping the Reds in first place. All right, the second phase of all-star voting is underway and i'm going to tell you what that means for members of the cincinnati reds coming up next the reds and the braves get going at 6 40 p.m eastern time tonight luke weaver takes on aj smith shaver you can be if you can't be at the ballpark you can listen to every pitch of the reds hometown broadcast with sirius xm on the sxm app just download the sxm app and search the word reds you can follow the podcast on all platforms, including YouTube. Make sure you click subscribe and the notification bell. You'll get notified every time we post something extra, every time we have a new episode, or every time we go live. We put a bonus live episode uh, in the feed yesterday during the off day. If you missed that, you really missed out, go back and give it a listen, but click that notification bell so that you can join us live and we can use your questions and comments while we're talking 
Reds. Uh, also, make sure you're following us on Twitter. You can follow me at S. Offenbaker. You can follow Jeff at Jeff Carr. That's Jeff with three Fs. He will be back with us on Monday. And you can follow the show at Locked on Reds. All right, Major League Baseball released the top two vote-getters at each of the positions in all-star voting. And guess what? Every member of the Cincinnati Reds got snubbed. That's right. Nobody advanced into round two. I think that's really sad for Matt McClain. I really was hoping that he would at least get through into the second phase of voting for shortstop in the National League, but... That was not to be the case. Uh, in case you were wondering who the leading vote getter in the National League was, that's Ronald Acuna Jr. You'll get to check him out beginning tonight with the Braves in town. He is the leading vote getter in the National League. And according to the new all-star rules that were implemented before last season, uh, Acuna Jr. is already on the all-star team. So he is your first National League all-star of the 2023 season. With none of the Reds getting the requisite number of votes to advance, that means whoever makes the all-star team is going to get added to the roster after the voting is finished. I really think Matt McClain should have been there. He's gotten he's gotten off to a very hot start. He's hitting over 300. He has a National League Player of the Week under his belt. I think that he should be there. And realistically, looking at the Cincinnati Reds roster, looking at the players that they have, and, be, and, and being really realistic about it, I think the Reds could have two guys on the All-Star team, maybe three if everything breaks their way. Uh, those two guys, like I said, I think Matt McClain is the position player that you take. Uh, I think that he has done more than enough to warrant to uh, be selected to represent the Reds out in Seattle. The second guy, of course, is Alexis Diaz. I think you have to take him at this point. Uh, he has the longest active consecutive save streak going in baseball. Uh, he's been lights out for the Reds. I, I think he's your number two guy. And then if you're going to select a third person, if you're going to add a third member of the Cincinnati Reds to the all-star team, I'm not sure what direction you go from there. It would be, uh, you know, I'm really curious. As a matter of fact, I would like to hear from all of you. I would like to hear who you think the Reds should have representing them in Seattle. Do you agree with me? Should it be McLean and Diaz? Do you think somebody else should go? Uh, maybe Hunter Green. I don't know. Here's the thing with the starting pitchers. I really don't want any of them to go. I want them to have that nice little break. I don't want some other manager messing with them. I don't want them pitching in an exhibition game. I want them rested and healthy heading into the second half. So from that standpoint, I hope that none of the starting pitchers are selected. Uh, I really don't want Alexis Diaz to pitch in the game, but I just don't see any way around that. Uh, I've got no problem with Matt McClain going and representing the Reds uh, and getting an opportunity to, to shine in front of the national spotlight. Uh, but I want to hear from you. So get in the comment section. Let me know who you think the Reds all-star should be. Hit me up on Twitter again at S Offenbaker. Tell me who you think should be representing the Reds out in Seattle. And of course, you can jump into our Discord community as well. If you want to join us on Discord, uh, the link is in the comment section. It's uh, in the uh, show notes there. So come join us today. Talk a little baseball. Jeff and I are both in there. We love talking baseball with you. Tell us uh, your thoughts. Hit us up. Uh, before we get out of here today, I don't want to forget to remind you to catch every pitch of the Reds Hometown broadcast with SiriusXM. You just download the SXM app and search the word Reds. Uh, that's going to do it on this shortened edition of Locked on Reds. Thanks so much for always making us your first listen 
every day. If you're an everydayer, let us know down in the comment section. Everydayers, on the next show, Jeff and I are going to review uh, this Brave series that's going down this weekend, and we'll get you set for a road trip to Baltimore against a very, very good Orioles team. Uh, we're going to learn a lot about the Cincinnati Reds coming up over the next several series. And I can't wait to gather up all of that information and bring it right back here to keep you locked on Reds every single day. We'll catch you next time. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.